Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Sitting here uh, in our makeshift studio that's slowly becoming more and more like a real studio. It's really nice in here. We got Joe's even got a picture of him and his wife here for me to look mm, at. Yeah. Very pretty. You even got a lamp shining at the sky. Yeah, that's, I can do a little bit of this too if you would like. Good. What are you doing? Oh, he's opening the blinds. Holy smokes. I also don't like that. No, that's good. I, any bit of light is fantastic. We're recording this the earliest in the morning that we've ever recorded a show. 4 a.m. right 4, <laughs> 4 a.m. in the morning. We are... It is... So we opened the blinds and nothing happened. <laughs> no light came Street out. Street light. It was just still dark. Uh, we are sitting in a pitch black room right now recording this at 4 a.m. in the morning. His wife is sleeping in the other yeah. room. Uh, no... I kid, I kid, I kid. It's actually almost 9 a.m., so not that yeah. early, really. Uh, on a normal day, I would we would be at work for two hours already, but yeah. for some reason on a Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. seems a lot earlier. It is. And I, it, on a normal day, it feels like I'm not ready to talk until at least lunchtime, mm-hmm. and I'm not mm-hmm. ready to talk to people. Sometimes I would go at my old job a full day without even saying a word to anybody. I would go. Those were good days. Crazy though. I would. I really? Would, I think so. That's weird because I'm the host of the show. You think it would be the other way around? I know. But uh, yeah, you you wouldn't be able to not talk. No, I don't think so. I I I talk too much. Whenever I'm in a situation where I'm hanging out with friends. I make everything about me all the time. Mm. Dude, I feel like I do that too. And that's something I'm sort of insecure about. I am as well, but I feel but like I don't, I don't feel I don't feel out, like I you do that. Stage, really? uh, if, okay, if it makes well, you feel any better. That's good. You're that great and you're good. kind and you're nice. Oh, thanks. But I, I that's something I've thought about too. It's like if I like maybe it's just what people do re- relating to people. Mm. But it's like sometimes I'll get done a conversation it's like, "Wow, Joey, everything's always about you." Mm. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's just insecurities coming out. I don't know. But, you but know, also maybe I suck and people don't tell me about it. People are selfish. We're all selfish. I think so. I think if you have a podcast, you're probably even more selfish because it's yeah. like, listen to me talk the whole time. But yeah, I am I would also be totally fine without talking for a whole day. I, but there are some days where I'm like, I'm down to talk. Let's do it. Like, let's mm. talk. But some days it's like I could very easily and like I have and, and obviously not an actual whole day. Like I would get home and talk. This is when I lived with my parents i would get home and talk to my family but yeah. at work i would maybe say three words and like they wouldn't wow. they wouldn't need to say good morning that's one thing we should get rid of saying good morning in the yeah. morning don't what do it do is like maybe yeah not. i'm not a morning person and or i understand if everybody ignore each other in the morning yeah. i like i'm not i guess some people are really into good mornings whenever yeah. oh whole start of a new day like I just wanna, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk until first break. Exactly, that's how I feel. Like, and it's not even like I don't hate you. You know, it's nothing personal against you. Give me and some like, time. I res- love and respect. I try to love and respect all people. And I think it, you know, it would be better if we would just ignore each other for a little bit. Yeah. Don't get offended if I ignore you. It's not. And I do it even if I see somebody that I like in public, at like the grocery store or something. This is bad, but I will sometimes <laughs> go out of my way to not to not walk into them it's hard to it's like i'm so socially awkward as i am and yeah talk to somebody that i know in a grocery store because it's like i don't want to mess this up yeah it's like i like i like this person if it's like especially if it's like a person that you're not all that close with but you you like this person yeah it's not not, 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 not like in a crush way let us like say it's another guy and you yeah. and you like him uh as a you as gay a like uh, him. you you don't gay <laughs> like him you like him as a friend and you and you see him this has happened before you see him in a in a in a store and you're like oh shoot 
I don't want to mess up what we could potentially have as a friendship. What so we I'm could gonna, have. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna ignore him until we're in a group of friends and it's easier to talk. Yeah, it's very much easier for me to talk when we're in a group setting mm. for, yeah. for oh, some I, reason. I, I, I agree. It's like if it's just me and you one on one, that's that's personal. That's personal. Nobody's ever personal. nobody's ever been that personal with no. me before. That's good. But yeah, just a couple of guys, socially awkward guys making a podcast. Look at us, mom. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. But that's uh great. and my mic is kind of fixed today. Yeah. Or like the I bent the cable in a little bit of a weird way before we started and it started working. <laughs> Don't touch it again. Maybe maybe it's not exactly yeah. what it was. But um, well, it works for this yeah. episode, I guess. We're going to say that it's working. And then if it's on the podcast and it's not working, that wouldn't be the first time that we've talked about the quality of the yeah. sound and the sound was bad. So Guys, let us know how good it sounds. <laughs> let us know how good it sounds. We love it. We've paid so much money for it. Let us know how good it is. We love it. Uh, yeah. Still one of the most cringy moments I've ever had in my life was listening to really me, good. me talk through a blanket fort saying how great the mics are. That was just, <laughs> oh, that one hurts to hear. Well, yeah, here we are, uh, still during a pandemic, making a podcast, and things in our area are actually, you know, here in Canada, it seemed like the the whole COVID situation was kind of under control. It seemed like we were getting better, we were getting to new stages, uh, opening things up, and then in our area now, things are really, really hitting the fan, hitting the fan as, as, as hard as they can. And we're kind of just going right back to the beginning. We haven't had to, masks have not been mandatory until yesterday, yesterday, Friday, yeah, Friday? yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yep. Uh, so now we have to wear masks everywhere we go in public, essentially anywhere indoors, right? Yeah, I believe so. Indoors. Uh, at work, have to wear masks. Well, we don't have to, but we basically have to. <laughs> well, if you're within six feet of somebody and yeah. for some people that's all day. Yeah. For me, it's not much of the day. Mm. Except for in the break room, you don't have to. Yeah. Which is well, when I mean, you're the you, until you sit down, I guess. Yeah. But like, even when you're yeah. sitting down, you're closer than you are to anybody. Yeah. Even so it's like are whatever these rules, really. I don't know, whatever. But uh, yeah, we're wearing masks, and my biggest thing about masks is we're that wearing I, masks right now. <laughs> right now, we're wearing so. masks. This is, this is how good the audio is that we're wearing masks. And wow. You can't even tell. But uh, yeah, we're wearing masks, and one thing I've realized. I was kind of excited for the mask thing, just kind of switch it up. Mm. I've said all along during the COVID pandemic, masks are going to just be a fashion thing after this. They gonna, are, yeah. It's going to be a big thing. People are not going to want to get rid of them. And I don't even mind wearing the mask. Sometimes it's kind of comfortable. It feels like I have a blanket on my face. Oh. I kind of like that. It's kind of comforting. I'm going to have to shave my beard off, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Your big beard. My whole beard. Yeah, I just did yesterday. So All my beard. All your, all your beards. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as I was wearing a mask yesterday for the first time, at work, I was just like, everybody can pull this off except for me. My mask your was mask, a mess yesterday. Your mask was, ba- was bad. Yeah. But not not because of you, though. I think your mask just sucked. Like, the actual mask itself was weird. I hope it looked so. Like, I think the one string is a lot longer than the other. I think so. I think that's why it was, it was like, so crooked. Yeah. And it had a weird thing sticking yeah, out. I went through three masks It was just yesterday. one of those. You went through three? Yeah, I broke two. Yeah, I right away when I grabbed one out of the box, I ripped it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <whoops. laughs> I'm now responsible for the shortage of masks but uh yeah i was wearing it and i was like i was kind of excited and i didn't look nearly as cool in a mask and that's what's important is what's on the outside and how you look on the outside yeah and that's very true uh and so you know i'm trying to gonna try to go and buy a cool mask to wear during work and uh, you know try to look better i was a complete mess on friday average joe Joe mask i've thought about that i've thought about that people are gonna you know I don't know. Feels 
So it's yeah, like, check out our new uh, merch website. Merch, merch website. Exclusively masks. COVID masks. With catchphrases from the show. A uh, word from our sponsor, wish.com. Wish.com. They're sponsoring us. Why buy something for 40 bucks when you can buy it for $4 and have it be much worse on wish.com? Wish.com is the weirdest. Yeah, I would love to do a segment where we take something uh, weird that we found. I have screenshots from wish.com I get on Facebook. Oh, so weird. Dude, there's some weird, weird things. Sometimes inappropriate. Very inappropriate. Don't put that on my Facebook ad. Yeah, exactly. I'm here at work and people are like... Oh my god! At least warn me before you're gonna do this. Like that is, yeah. Facebook is just a cesspool. Holy smokes! <laughs> There's a lot of crazy things going on there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, as far as the pandemic goes, it's still going on. We're still wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And trying to find a way to tie this uh, into football. Uh, in the coming weeks, I think we're gonna start an average Joe football fantasy football league. Yeah. You know, we're gonna start a fantasy football league. Joe has never played fantasy football before. I have, and it's usually like I get really excited for the draft, and the draft is fun. I love drafting my team. First two weeks, I get off to a good start, usually get two wins, and I'm like, I love fantasy football, and then I get bored of it, and I basically forget to set my lineups, but not this year. This year, the stakes are high. I don't know what the stakes are yet, but they're high, and I think you know the one rule we're going to have in our fantasy football league is that you have to have a clever name. You can't be like you can't be yeah. like the team that I had for a while it was called the uh, the Dominating Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I was young. Okay, it's the dominating. It dominating. Dominating Dolphins. No, I have never won a fantasy. Fo- I've never won fantasy football before. Oh. So that kind of shows how much I know about football. But <laughs> for the most part, I don't care much about fantasy. I'm not a big fantasy head. Um, but I think I'm going to do, I was inspired by one of my, my cousins messaging, messaging me, somebody who knows no, nothing about football and messaging me, wanting to join the fantasy football league and wanting me to do a football fantasy football for dummies episode, basically. So I'm just going to, that's going nice. to, that's going to be a thing that comes in the future. Probably look <clears throat> forward to that. Uh, but it's going to be a dummy teaching dummies. Cause I don't really know all that much about fantasy football. I know stuff about football that I could relate to fantasy football. But uh, as far as fantasy football goes, I'm I'm very much a rookie, but I'm 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 willing to help, willing to teach, and I think when we do our our fantasy uh, draft, we have some plans to potentially, potentially I won't say 100%, but potentially record us doing our draft and do a fun little draft where we could maybe uh, call in and 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 talk to other drafters, and so you get a chance to to hear from some friends of the show, the Average Joe Show. And just kind of go around and, and hopefully it'll be a fun, fun experience. Me talking you through your very first fantasy football draft. Uh, so why don't you, what do you think go, like, what do you think happens in a fantasy football draft? I would love to, love to hear this. Um, Sorry, repeat that question. What do you think, like, what goes down in a fantasy football draft and then a fantasy league? Because a lot of people don't really know what goes on, especially people that are joining this league. They don't um, really know what happens. What you're asking me, what goes on? Because I know all all about it. Yeah, because you oh, know okay. all about it. Well, pretty much when you have when you start your draft, like there's a, just a big pool of players. Mm. Like you have all your players, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. in the NFL, and then you get to draft and trade first round pick, second round pick, <laughs> second round pick. you know, <laughs> okay, potato potato. But, yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then the in the league, mm. uh, it's when they all play. 
It's when they all play. No, I know so little. I know that like it goes off of each individual player's stats in the season, right? Yeah. In the actual. Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, that's that's pretty good. Uh, and that's but, why I'm drafting Mitch Trubisky as my starting quarterback, <laughs> number one pick yes. in the draft. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, have you come up with a team name uh, yet? You think you're gonna, or do you want to save it? You want to save it? I got ideas, but I'm not gonna. I got ideas. I'm not I'll, gonna give any spoilers. Uh, the other day at work, I was coming up with a bunch of clever names for for fantasy, and I think uh, when I do the fantasy episode, I'm gonna bring them out, and I'm gonna. Nice. Yeah, you got I'm, your notebook. I'm gonna hype them up. I'm. It's gonna be a thing where I hype it up for a few weeks, but you my trademark fa- them. Just yeah, I want to trademark them all. Uh, I'm very excited about some of them are super good, and some of them nice. are super bad, and it's just I'm. The other day, I was just, it was quite sad probably to watch, but I was just writing them down, laughing to myself. I thought they were very <laughs> clever. So if I bring them on the podcast and they're not that good, uh, that'll be I'll kind let of, you know. that'll be kind of disappointing. But anyways, I think we've bantered enough. Why don't we jump uh, right into the news uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So let's, let's hit the news. First up in the news, we have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, best young pass rushers, Joey Bosa, signing a brand new contract, a five-year, $135 million contract that averages out to about $27 million per year. He officially becomes the highest paid defensive player in NFL history, just beating out Miles Garrett, who signed a few weeks ago. So basically how this works is every time uh, a new defensive player, a new top-tier defensive player signs a contract, he's going to become the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the NFL. That's usually how it works. That's how it works with quarterbacks as well. So it's like one quarterback will get paid, and he's like, oh, he's officially the highest-paid NFL player in history. And then the next quarterback signs two weeks later, and then he's the highest-paid NFL player in history. And now Patrick Mahomes might change that because he signed a just legendary deal like we've never seen before. But going on to Joey Bosa, I, I like this contract for the Chargers. It's, uh, Joey Bosa's been elite. He's been elite. Even though he held out his first couple weeks, he didn't play for the Chargers because of contract issues. And he's missed 20% of his potential games he could play. But he still averages 10 sacks uh, per season while missing 20% of the games, which is phenomenal. I mean, the guy's been... An elite pass rusher since he's been in the NFL. And everybody was talking about his brother, uh, Nick Bosa, who got drafted last year. And how great he was. And he was great as a rookie. But Joey Bosa is still the better uh, pass rusher right now. And it's crazy to see two brothers be so utterly dominant uh, in the NFL. Especially when their dad was a tremendous bust for my Miami Dolphins. Uh, He was not. He never turned into anything. As far as a great NFL player goes, and now he's just, I guess, living through his sons, who are who are just monsters. Speaking of my Miami Dolphins, next up in the news we have their new quarterback Tua Tungovailoa. He has officially been cleared for off-season activities, full tilt, Peter built. He's going to be ready to go. Uh, I'm excited. I don't talk about the Dolphins that much on the podcast, so I don't feel bad for including this in here. Hmm. I'm going to talk about my Dolphins for a little bit, and I'm excited because everybody in the draft was talking about, oh, you cannot draft Tua. He's too injury-prone. He's not going to be ready to play. He's not going to be ready to play. And, you know, he still might get injured in the future. Who knows? But it's just exciting to know that we're going to get to see him out there on the practice field. Uh, Obviously a limited training camp as far as COVID goes. But we're going to get to see him in a Dolphins uniform practicing. I'm excited about that. 
Uh, I'm excited for the future of the Dolphins. And there's a lot of fun young quarterbacks in the NFL. I think we're, we're the NFL is sort of turning a new leaf as far as quarterback goes. Uh, some of the older guys are going to come into retirement. Guys like Tom Brady uh, won't be long before he's retiring. Guys like uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we saw Peyton Manning retire a few years ago. Uh, we saw we're going to see Philip Rivers retire within the next few years. And then you're going to get guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys like Deshaun Watson, guys like Joe Burrow. Guys like Tua Tungo-Vailoa, guys like Mitch Trubisky, you know, guys like that. Big guy, big new names that are finally going to take over. Uh, everybody excluding Mitch Trubisky, obviously. Uh, as he's, I think he's going to go more the path of Blake Bortles, if you know what I'm saying, Joe. I do know what you're saying, but I disagree. <laughs> you disagree? Do, yeah, really? That's whatever. Well, listen, there are still some believers in Mitch Trubisky. You're not the only one out there. Maybe yeah. you should start a little fan club. I'm sure you get you get people yeah, on board. I will. What number does Mitch Trubisky wear? 24. <laughs> 24. That's ineligible for quarterbacks to wear that number. Okay, then you tell me, Mr. Smart Guy. <laughs> what, what number he wears? Yeah. Number 10. It's your favorite number, isn't it? No. Oh, 11 is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good to know that you know nothing about me. What's my favorite number? Your favorite number? That's easy. Seven. Nope. Yeah, it is. No, not anymore. What? <laughs> you liar. You just changed it. No. Yeah, you did. You told me just the other day your favorite number is seven. You changed it. No. You I did changed. not change it. Your favorite number is seven. Yeah, okay. I remember you. It's because I'm a good friend. Why? I remember you, huh? Why? Because Cristiano Ronaldo. Ah, you. Duh. You basic European boy. Mm. You FIFA player. You Aryan. <laughs> you Aryan. <laughs> you Aryan. I don't know if I can say that. Is that, a- is that allowed to be said on the podcast? We didn't say that it was I good. I don't even have blue eyes. No. You right. do. I do. My hair's not blonde, though. It's more... Well, it's more orange. It's more orangish. But yeah. My favorite number is a number 11 because of Larry Fitzgerald. I love Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he was my first favorite player growing up, even though he's not even on the Dolphins. Never played on the Dolphins. Only played on the Cardinals. But I love him. I still love him. I love it when he, when he scores a touchdown. He just hands the ball to the referee like he's been there before all about that he's been one of the most consistent receivers we've ever seen and i'm just all about that i think he looks really cool with the dreadlocks Mm. i've always liked that in a player having long hair something unique and i love number 11 but yeah uh i guess cristiano ronaldo is okay too um yeah he does he does well for himself he does well he's we talked about on a couple podcasts ago yeah him and his his bugattis Bugattis, constantly rolling in in his bugattis i've never seen larry fitzgerald rolling in on a bugatti but you yeah. know, I guess that's one place where Cristiano Ronaldo has him. Also, probably he's much richer. Well, definitely he's much richer. And uh, some would argue more handsome. But I, I, Larry, I think you're a handsome guy. I think you're pretty handsome. <laughs> Moving on to the next uh, news seg- or next news piece of the news segment. It is 49ers uh, GM John Lynch signing a new contract through 2024. Uh, they lock him up. Him and Kyle Shanahan have become one of the better GM coach duos in the NFL since coming in. And it's been quite a change because their first two seasons, it didn't look all that great. I mean, they 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 were not very successful in their first season. And then they went and got Jimmy Garoppolo. They were not very successful when he went down. And then last year, they end up going to the Super Bowl. And now everybody thinks they're geniuses. And it's fair. I mean... They've built quite a good team there. I mean, that defensive line is probably still the best defensive line in the NFL, even without DeForest Buckner. Um, and, and they have, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a solid quarterback. And they've built a, 
a decent offense. You know, Kyle Shanahan is just a tremendous coach. Uh, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. His play calling is phenomenal. Some of the motions he has before the snap uh, just make me laugh when I watch uh, watch 49ers games. I love to watch all the pre-snap motions and everything that's going on there uh, in in San Francisco. Uh, so I, I think this is a great, great signing for San Francisco. If you can have a GM and a coach that get along, that's a, that goes a long way. Even if it's not, you know, I'm not going to go out here and say that uh, John Lynch is the most phenomenal GM in the NFL. I think for the most part, Kyle Shanahan is calling the plays or calling the shots there and calling the plays uh, there in San Francisco. Uh, but I think if you have somebody that you can get along with, you can work with, That's a, that goes a long way because we see places like New York where it seems like uh, Adam Gase is a little baby boy who can't get along with anybody in the NFL, and that sure doesn't help. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk crap about Adam Gase again. Sorry, Jets fans, but uh, he sucks, and he's a bad coach, and he just doesn't get along with anybody. And I don't understand how you can succeed uh, in the NFL when you – when your two of your highest uh, priority, highest power guys on your team are not getting along, and so that's that's good news for the San Francisco 49ers. Next up in the news, we have Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy, Lashawn McCoy, the 11-year veteran running back, signing a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go and join who? Joe, who's their quarterback? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. T- Don't you mean the Tom Tom Brady? Yes, dude, that was a test <laughs> to see if you've been listening during the during the pods. Yes, Tom Brady to join Tom Brady, Rob Rob Gronkowski. I was gonna test you on that, but whatever. It's not, isn't it? And Rob, Julian Edelman, and, believe it or not. No, well, not yet, but you never know. Julian Edelman's not there, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, sort of adds to an already extremely good offense. Lashawn McCoy was not uh, what he used to be uh, last year in Kansas City. But the guy has a six-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro in his career. One of the best running backs we've had over the last decade. Uh, and he won his first Super Bowl last year with Kansas City. And it seems like now he's just going to go ring hunting the rest of his career. And I respect that. I respect that. Go to a team where you have a chance to win a ring. This is something that has irked me uh, as far as a sports fandom goes. It, it happened a lot when, when Kevin Durant, uh, going to basketball, when Kevin Durant, Left uh, Oklahoma City to go to um, to go to Golden State and join the Warriors and create the most unfair team in sports history. But uh, I saw genuinely nothing wrong with what Kevin Durant did. And people have come up with this term, and it's a negative term called a, a ring chaser. Somebody who will just go on good teams to to get championship rings, and they say that like it's a negative thing. And to me, I've never understood that. Is that not the whole point of playing sports? Is to go and win a championship? Why would you not put yourself in the best position to win a championship? It's like if I have a chance to put up, even if I have to put up lesser stats to play on, let's say the New Orleans Saints and have a chance to win a Super Bowl, or I can play on the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, lead the league in rushing. And, and never win a darn thing like Maurice Jones drew. Why why would you not chase a ring? What's the point of not ring chasing? What are you playing for then? Like I've never understood the term clout. clout. Well, you know, some people might be playing for clout. But imagine the clout you can get if you're playing in the Super Bowl, Joe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you're I've right. never understood. This is like like if you're at your day job and it's like uh, you're working really hard and then you have like a new opportunity uh, and you get a you get a raise or something, and, and and like you take this new job opportunity, 
Uh, you're getting paid more and somebody's like, oh my goodness, you're such a money chaser. It's like, that's the point. That's why I'm here, yeah. right? Are we not here to make money? Yeah. Are we not here to... We're here to excel in what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Why would I stay, you know, as a janitor when I can move up and be the CEO, yeah. baby? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? So ring chasing, I think it's stupid uh, to hate on it. If you want to chase a ring, go chase a ring, man. Win championships. That's the whole point. Why would you try to go your entire career without winning championships? I wish I wish more players would chase championships. Like a guy like Larry Fitzgerald that I just talked about. The guy's played 100 years in the NFL, been so good every year, and has no Super Bowl to show for it. He nearly carried his team to a Super Bowl, but couldn't do it. I would have loved to see him join, uh, not the Patriots. There's a lot of rumors that he would join the Patriots. That would have disappointed me as a Dolphins fan and as a Larry Fitzgerald fan. I would have loved to see him join a contending team and have a shot, a real shot to win the Super Bowl again. But yeah, just chase rings, guys. It's not that big of a deal. Next up in the news, we have news from a guy that I said last week we're not going to talk about anymore on the podcast. But here we are. Antonio Brown is back in the news. Uh, I'm sorry. I said literally last week we're not going to talk about him anymore. But there was news surrounding him this week. And this time it was actual news. Uh, he was he was given an eight-game suspension this upcoming season uh, for all of his off-the-field antics for, I guess, just being a little bit of a jerk, pretty much. I mean, well, he also punched a moving guy. Uh, yeah, he ended up in, in jail in a straitjacket. Uh, and, yeah, it's again, let's go over how crazy Antonio Brown has become. I mean, it's just, I think he'll get signed now, which is sad to me. There's been a lot of rumors about the Baltimore Ravens potentially signing him and joining Lamar Jackson and his cousin Marquise Brown there in Baltimore. And that would make them probably pretty good as long as Antonio Brown doesn't nuke that whole team. I mean, the guy is an absolute atomic bomb of himself. Uh, he, he uh, I don't know. It's, I think he'll get scooped up. He's 32 years old, one of the best receivers we've ever seen. And uh, hopefully, hopefully he can get his life back on track and and maybe become somebody that I don't absolutely despise. Mm. You know, I I don't think I've ever felt this way about a player. Uh, I've like as a young child, I hated Tom Brady. I hated him because he was a player, because he was a really good player. Antonio Brown, I just despise. I don't like him as a person. I don't think he's a good person. Uh, I don't know if it's because of mental health issues. If it is. I'd be willing to give him a break. It has not been confirmed that that's what it is yet, so I'm going to continue to hate on him and think he's a bad person. <laughs> I think it's sad that he's a father. That disappoints me. Uh, but uh, Antonio Brown, best of luck. And I hope I hope you can at least be a sane human being for, for at least a season. Up next in the news, we have more COVID-19 news. Uh, yeah, more exciting news this week has so far... 34 players, and probably counting, have opted out of the 2020 NFL season. Uh, they've decided they're not going to play for different reasons. You can opt out for personal reasons. You can opt out for medical reasons. And there are some unspecified reasons, but some guys just don't uh, want to play this season. And I understand it's sort of a it's 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 a weird time. Obviously, unprecedented is a year uh, is a word rather that you'll hear thrown around a lot, and one that I'm very tired about. I would be very happy to go back to precedented times, if you know what I'm talking about. Didn't realize how nice precedented times. Precedented. Precedented, yeah. Just define that. Precedented, uh, normal, good, yeah. right? Okay. What is unprecedented? What's the definition of unprecedented? Something that's, well, I mean, out of the, out of the ordinary. 
<clears throat> basically, I don't want to be there anymore. But mm. yeah, 34 players have opted out. They get $150,000 when they opt out, which is fine by me. I would love to. I, I would love to be signed and opt out right now in the NFL. Very okay with that. Wouldn't have to work anymore for a little bit. Just grind on the podcast with that hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, but that's money that I'll probably never see in my life. But thirty four players. Fine. There are some big names. Uh, not huge names. Like there's not like we're not having Patrick Mahomes or anything opt out. And I'm curious to see what would happen if a player like that, if like an Aaron Rodgers type player. Uh, what opt out? What would happen? How would that the ripple effect affect the the NFL? Uh, we've seen right now in baseball as an absolute crap show right now. I mean, baseball is a mess. There are players catching COVID, and and they're having to shut down games, cancel games, and and to me, uh, you know, it's, it's it's making me a little bit fearful for NFL games. I, I don't know exactly what to expect. I don't understand how it's so easy to catch COVID for so many people. Like it seems like you uh, like. Everybody's getting it in, in in the sports world, and I've seen seen people uh, defend. So there's a basketball player, Lou Williams, this week. He uh, he he left the bubble, the Orlando bubble that they have there, for personal reasons. And while he was out there, he actually went to a strip club uh, with with oh, Jack Harlow. No, Jack Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow. Wait, who, what, what's football player? What's popping? Uh, Lou Williams, <laughs> sweet Lou. Uh, he visited uh, his favorite strip club and got wings. Apparently, the wings, to be fair, they looked really good. Somebody posted a picture okay. of them on, on Twitter. They looked great. But there are people like defending him going to a strip club and like, and like, uh, people that they're like, oh, these are young, rich guys. How can we not expect them to go out and have fun? It's like the rest of us are not allowed to. Yeah. Why, How, why do you? they get a pass just because they have money? I, I, that is something that grinds my gears. What do you even mean? Like, I'm uh, so tired of people defending uh, stupidity in situations where people get COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, just because they're rich, this is the whole point. And these are the same people that are all on board with socialism and, and, and want everybody to be equal. Well, if everybody's equal, rich people should have to be in a sucky time of their lives right now, too. They yeah. should have to go back to work. They should have to go go to work go home, not have any fun. I don't want to see guys going to nightclubs. I don't want to see guys going out and having a good time because we're not allowed to have fun. Just because they're rich and famous, we have to say, we have to say, oh, how could we expect them to possibly not do this? We should expect that. Yeah. Absolutely, we should expect that. That means like, you shouldn't get a pass because you just because you're rich and young and good looking. Like, give me a break. Uh, that is something that's really grinding my gears. But uh, I I think we're gonna see some more disappointing situations. I was I I yeah Lou Williams, what a stupid move. I I'm so frustrated with that. I mean, it ended up in the grand scheme of things, didn't really do anything. Basketball, I think, is handling their bubble pretty well, but uh, I was definitely not impressed. I mean, it's just a selfish move. Uh, if you don't want to be part of the bubble, if you don't want to take restrictions seriously, then don't play the sport. You don't love the sport, then go home. Don't play. And that's how I feel with NFL players too. Opt out of the season. If you're not going to take it seriously and you're going to ruin it for everybody else that actually wants to play, then don't play. If you cannot control yourself, if you cannot, uh, you know, have enough uh, will to to not do the things that you usually do. The same thing with marijuana suspensions. In the grand scheme of things, is marijuana really a big deal? No. But if you if your job says, hey, don't smoke marijuana while you're on the job, 
and you physically can't do it, Don't. maybe you have a problem. Yeah. Maybe you have a problem that you're that you're reliant on marijuana. Okay. And you know, I'm not gonna get into the drugs thing, but <clears throat> but okay. Like I said, in the grand scheme of things, not that big of a deal, but please, please just take things seriously. And as far as COVID goes, uh, some of the big names that opted out uh, this week, we had wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, who was a big uh, trade uh, from the from the Niners to the Philadelphia Eagles. He actually opted out, and that kind of sucks for the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that doesn't have a whole lot of talent at the wide receiver position. I think they were probably expecting a lot out of Marquise Goodwin. Uh, we also had another team expecting huge out of Devin Funchess, uh, the wide receiver out of Green Bay, essentially the only wide receiver that they added this offseason and now he's opting out of the season so still Aaron Rodgers has little to no help this upcoming NFL season we also had Buffalo uh, Bills defensive tackle star Latulale I hope I pronounced that right Chicago Bears defensive tackle Eddie Goldman Uh, Kansas City we talked about them their guard Lauren Duvernay Tardif uh, opting out they also had Damian Williams, running back, uh, opt out. He was the guy who was borderline Super Bowl MVP during the Super Bowl, had an incredible game. He's actually opting out uh, of the NFL season. So they're starting running back from last year, opting out. They did draft a running back in the first round. So it seems like we're just going to see more out of Clyde Edwards E. Lair, which could potentially be exciting. We also saw Minnesota defensive tackle. They had a big free agent signing, Michael Pierce. He decided to opt out. I think he was also predicted to be a, a big part of that defense, and that's probably disappointing, but understandable that he's not going to play this season. And we also had New York Giants tackle Nate Solder, uh, who's been definitely a bust as far as the free agent signing goes. He actually also opted out. Uh, and then we had the Patriots. The New England Patriots got hit hardest with opt-outs. They had six total players, where other teams had like two or one or three or like just little amounts of players opting out. The New England Patriots had six players opt out they had running back brandon bolden tackle marcus cannon safety patrick chung linebacker dante hightower offensive lineman naji naji jordan sorry i don't know who that is but fullback uh danny vitale also and these are you know some of these guys are not huge name guys but some of them are extremely important to this new england patriots team I mean, Dante Hightower has been like the quarterback of that defense for years. He's been the most important person on that defense. And so to have him opt out is, is I think, a huge hit for the New England Patriots. And a guy like Patrick Chung, he's been been consistently there in New England. Uh, he, he's been a big part of that defense. He's opting out. Marcus Cannon, the tackle, I think that'll be a big loss. And then Brandon Bolden, a guy that not a lot of people know probably, but he's a huge special teams guy. And a quality backup running back for the New England Patriots. So that's a huge, those are huge hits for uh, the New England Patriots. Them losing uh, six players is, is, I'm doing my power rankings right now on my Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at underscore average Joe show. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's been tough. The Patriots are one of the toughest teams to project this upcoming season, especially now. I mean, when they didn't have Cam Newton, I was kind of projecting them a little bit lower. Then they signed Cam Newton, and it's like, okay, they're winning the division. There's no chance for any other team in that division. And now, with all these guys dropping out, it's kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to expect from the Patriots. I think they'll, they'll probably still be good because of the Patriots, and they have the best coach of all time on their team. But uh, it's definitely a, a big hit for, for, for the New England Patriots and for some of these other teams also losing uh, big players to COVID. And I'm just so excited to have a season potentially in the future where we don't have to worry about COVID-19. I'm just very much over 
uh, COVID-19. But until then, we will continue to talk about COVID-19. And that kind of wraps up our news for today. So why don't we jump right into my top five safeties in the NFL in the 2020 season. Coming in at number five on my top five safeties for the 2020 NFL season is safety for the Denver Broncos, Justin Simmons, a guy that probably flies under the radar for a lot of people. And fun fact about Justin Simmons is I forgot to look up a fun fact for Justin Simmons. So there's no fun fact, really. He wears a big headband in his picture I'm looking at right now. So that's one thing. He's got a big headband with a Denver Broncos logo on it. But good for him. He's also got kind of the same beard that I got going on a lot of the times. A little goatee. So good for Justin Simmons. But as far as him as football goes, uh, he's an under-the-radar guy, like I said. But just uh, really came into his own this last year. I thought he had a breakout year. He had four interceptions, uh, 15 passes defense, uh, 93 combined tackles. And he allowed only 52% completion percentage on 53 targets and only allowed one touchdown uh, while he was targeted in 2019 uh, he was a guy who I think was snubbed from the the Pro Bowl and he could have been a potential all-pro this upcoming season he's a, a really a phenomenal young player he's only 26 years of age but he's still young and, and developing into uh, a phenomenal safety there for a young and up-and-coming Denver Broncos team uh, PFF graded him out as a 90.7 overall grade which is the second best safety grade uh, in the NFL, his coverage rate was a 91.9, which was also second best. His run defense was an 86.1, which was fourth best. So just phenomenal grades. Uh, he's basically, he's strictly a safety. He's not really a guy that you're going to move around a lot. He plays most of his uh, most of his snaps at free safety or box safety. Uh, he's, he's under the radar, but productive. I mean, the guy's got 11 interceptions in four seasons, which is phenomenal out of the safety position. Just year in and year out, he makes big plays. I like the way his uh, career trajectory is going right now. And I think he could develop into one of the better uh, coverage safeties in the NFL. He's not a guy that's, who's going to come down uh, and make big plays in the running game. Uh, but he'll be a consistent tackler. And, and, and I think he's phenomenal in coverage. And that's why Justin Simmons is number five on my top five safeties uh, in the NFL. Coming in at number four, and I have Minka Fitzpatrick, the safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, started his, his career with the Miami Dolphins, spent a year there, and then got traded for a first-round pick last year to the Pittsburgh Steelers and absolutely balled out uh, last year for the Steelers. Was one of the better defensive players in the NFL. Fun fact about Minka Fitzpatrick, I have a personal vendetta against him. That's right. Yeah, me and him don't get along. I mean, he doesn't know who I am, but I want you to know, Minka, I don't appreciate you and what you did to the Dolphins. Uh, he was a guy who, when he was on the Dolphins, he was like, oh, I don't like playing box safety. I don't like playing all over the field. I don't want to do that. And then he gets traded to Pittsburgh, balls out, uh, and now this, this offseason he's saying, oh, yeah, I'd be down to move around to different positions. I'd be down to play box safety. I'd be down to, you know, move different spots. Whatever, Minka. The only reason you're on this list is because I feel like you have to be on this list. If it was up to me, which it is, uh, I wouldn't want you on this list. I don't appreciate you as a person, uh, but I, I appreciate you as a player. You played, you balled out last year. Just maybe don't be a mean guy to the Dolphins anymore. Uh, but his 2019 stats, I mean, the guy, you can't not put him on the top five safety list. He was a first-team All-Pro 
and a pro bowler last year uh, at the safety position. He had five interceptions, uh, 69 combined tackles, two forced fumbles, uh, and two touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns. One was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. One was an interception uh, return for a touchdown. So the guy just made plays last year. It seemed like when he got to Pittsburgh, he just instantly became one of the biggest playmaking safeties in the NFL. He, I mean, the, the, he was making plays every single week. He had two interceptions in his revenge game against the Dolphins. I saw people talk. Uh, I saw the NFL.com. They had a a a uh, video where he's breaking down a revenge game against the Dolphins. I'm not sure what kind of revenge he's trying to get on a team that traded him when he asked to be traded. I don't know what kind of revenge you're trying to get on a team that you didn't want to play for anymore because you didn't want to be a team player. But uh, he balled out uh, again in that game. He had two interceptions. They were mostly gimmies from Ryan Fitzpatrick, one Fitzpatrick to another Fitzpatrick. Um, but uh, PFF graded him out as a 79.8 overall safety. He had a 77.4 uh, coverage grade and 86.3 run defense grade. So, so pretty good in, in, in that sense. And this is another guy who's just a pure free safety. He plays 77% of his snaps at free safety. So you're not going to see him move around to the box a whole lot. Unless, of course, he wants to now, Minka. Do you want to move to the box now? Tell me, Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, so he's a coverage guy. He, he's, he was only brought on a blitz seven times last year, which was crazy to me. That's So you don't see him blitzing. You don't see him in the backfield very often. Uh, he, he's purely a safety uh, compared to the the other guys ahead of him on this list, one of them was brought to blitz 90 times. One of them was brought to blitz 43 times and 52 times compared to seven times uh, by Minka Fitzpatrick. So he's just a coverage guy. He's going to play safety. And, and I think, you know, he wasn't targeted a lot in 2019. I think teams kind of avoided his area of the field. And that's fair. I mean, the guy was a playmaker. It seems like he's always around the ball. Uh, he He's cr- created eight turnovers and he has... Uh, two touchdowns in last season so overall in his career has 10 turnovers and three touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball in two seasons so he's just constantly making plays constantly around the ball and that's definitely something that's that that is nice to have at the safety position uh he's another young guy with potential and he's a guy who could move up on this list some might say that number four is too low for a guy who was one of the best safeties in the nfl this year i think he's got to show me a little bit more uh and obviously you have a personal vendetta against him so He's number four on my top five safeties list. Coming in at number three on my top five safeties list is safety for the defending Super Bowl champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Tyron Matthew. Uh, Fun fact about Tyron Matthew that everybody already knows, his nickname is the Honey Badger. So everybody knows that, but again, I forgot to look up nicknames for these, or uh, fun facts for these guys. So I'm just going to give you the blandest and boringest ones I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, during the 2019 season, he was a first-team All-Pro, actually at the defensive back position, so not even at the safety position. And many people could argue that he's not even a pure safety. Uh, I think that my definition of safety is somebody still who can, uh, you know, you can play safety, but you can also move around in a lot of different positions. Uh, and he's a guy who does that. He moves all over the field. Uh, my top three guys are guys that are very versatile guys, guys that you can move in the slot, guys that you can move to box safety or free safety. Uh, You can even move them to linebacker or have them rush the passer. And that's the kind of guy that Tyron Matthew is and has been throughout his career. He's been consistently great. In 2019, he had four interceptions, 75 combined tackles, two sacks, 12 passes defense. 
and he had a 56.3 completion percentage allowed on 80 targets. Uh, PFF graded him out as a 75.4 overall safety, uh, and he had an 82 coverage grade, and his other grades were not phenomenal, but the guy has a great coverage uh, safety. And just a great coverage secondary player. You can move him anywhere in the secondary. He played actually the majority of his snaps this season at slot uh, at slot slot quarterback. So he played most of his snaps as a as a cornerback. I think I said quarterback. I meant to say cornerback. Uh, so he he's a guy that you can move around and and he's excels no matter where you put him in the secondary. I mean he was a phenomenal uh, slot corner this year. Uh, good enough to be an All Pro. And you can move him out to out to safety and, and he can be a phenomenal elite player there and that's what makes him so great and uh, he's another guy who's just been consistently great uh throughout his career uh he was came in as a third round pick had some off the field issues and has since turned that completely around one of the better leaders in the nfl and just an overall really really great player and great safety who i expect to do even greater things after earning his uh, first career super bowl with the kansas city chiefs Coming in at number two on my top five safeties list for the 2020 NFL season, it is Jamal Adams, the safety for the New York Jets. Uh, PFF had him graded as an 87.9 overall safety. Didn't have a whole lot of weaknesses in his game, especially as far as PFF grading goes. I mean, just had phenomenal grading all across the board. Had an 87.3 coverage grade, 78.3 run defense grade, which seems low for him. He seems like a phenomenal run defender. And he had an 89.9 pass rush grade at the safety position, which is phenomenal. Uh, During the 2019 season, he earned his first uh, all-pro spot and his second Pro Bowl. So he balled out again. A fun fact about Jamal Adams that I'm thinking about the top of my head. His dad, George Adams, also a first-round pick in the NFL. He was a running back uh, for, I believe, the New York Giants. Like I said, this is at the top of my head. He got drafted to another New York team. That's crazy to have a father and son both be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. It's insane how many families there are in the NFL. We've talked about a few of them already on the on this episode and a few of them on last week's episode. But uh, as far as the 2019 season goes for Jamal Adams, he continued to ball out like he has done since he's been uh, in the NFL. He had one interception, which was a pick six against the Patriots. He had 75 combined tackles, six and a half sacks, which is crazy. There are some edge rushers that don't get six and a half sacks. And he's a safety getting getting out there and getting six and a half sacks. He had seven passes defensed, uh, which is pretty impressive for a, a guy who plays the majority of his snaps uh, at box safety. He's more of a run-stopping box safety. Uh, he's got 10 tackles for loss, which again, phenomenal numbers for a safety. And 13 quarterback hits. Uh, he also had two forced fumbles and one fumble recovery which he took back for a touchdown, which is the funniest play you'll ever watch in your life. Uh, and I've never, I don't know if in the history of football, I've seen a player just absolutely on one play. Uh, this was against the Giants, against Daniel Jones. One player completely take over a play and just say, okay, I'm just going to take the ball from you uh, and I'm just going to score a touchdown. He, On this play, he's blitzed, which he, 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 he was... Sent on a blitz 90 times this last season. So he's constantly blitzing, constantly in the backfield. That's what makes him so great. He blows up plays. On this play, he blitzes. Uh, He runs over Saquon Barkley. Runs him over. Basically pushes him into Daniel Jones. And then when he gets to Daniel Jones, he rips the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands and runs it back for a touchdown. It is 
every time I watch it, I have to laugh. It's it's utterly hilarious to see a guy just completely take over the game. And that's what we can expect to see more of. As Obviously, now he got traded uh, to the Seattle Seahawks. I believe at the beginning of this podcast, or at the beginning of this, I said he was with the New York Jets. He's no longer with the New York Jets. He has been traded, obviously, to the Seattle Seahawks. That was the big news of last week. So he's, he's, just, he's just an incredible playmaker. The guy just blows up plays in the backfield. He's an absolute dog, a guy that you want on your team, an alpha male, a guy who's going to come and be the leader, the quarterback of that defense. Uh, he's an extremely good tackler and, and and great in coverage. He's really a new age safety, a guy that you can move all over the field uh, and and just, just makes plays. Uh, even if it's not intercepting the ball, he only has two interceptions uh, in his career. He just makes plays in other in other facets of the game. He 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 hit he hits hard, blows up plays, uh, gets sacks at the at the safety position, and just sent on blitz 90 times in one season. This is phenomenal. So I could ex- I expect him to be uh, a a big time playmaker for that contending Seattle Seahawks team. Coming in at number one, and this might be a controversial pick. Uh, because the guy didn't really play all that much last season, he played five games before uh, getting injured, and that's Derwin James, uh, the safety slash everything uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Since coming in the NFL, the guy has been completely dominant. He's been everything that you could possibly want uh, out of the safety position. He was a first-team All-Pro in his rookie season, only played five games last year, like I said, had a stress fracture in his foot. Uh, I'm going off projection, and I'm going off what he did during his 2018 uh, or his 2018 season. Fun fact about Derwin James: according to himself, he has played every position on the Los Angeles Chargers defense, except for middle linebacker and nose tackle. So he's played every single position on that defense, except for those two. So he's he's a guy that just plays all over the field, and he excels all over the field. He's 6'2", 215, so he's just a, a big dude. Uh, big, fast, strong, athletic. His rookie season, he had three interceptions, 105 tackles, three and a half sacks, 13 passes defense. So he's just all over the field. He had an 89.7 coverage grade, a 78.7 run run defense grade, and a pass rush grade of 86. So just phenomenal across the board. 88.3 overall grade by PFF uh, during his rookie season. Uh, he's a guy that I think is good this year, especially on that tremendous defense that they have there in Los Angeles. I think he's going to develop into one of the best, well, the best. I have my, my number one. I think he's going to develop into the best safety in the NFL. And to my opinion, he's he's already that just based off his rookie season. He's a guy who who he's not just a safety. He's he's a guy you can put at linebacker. He's a guy you can put at at cornerback. He's a guy you can put at edge rusher. You can put him at. You can put him anywhere on the field, and he excels anywhere. He can cover running backs. He can cover tight ends. He can cover wide receivers. I mean, the, the guy does does it all for the Los Angeles Chargers, and that to, to me, that's why I have him as my number one safety going into the 2020 NFL season. We saw uh, Daniel Daniel Jeremiah had a tweet uh, when all the stupid Madden ratings were coming out, and people were making a big deal. Who cares? Madden sucks. Like I said. Madden's going to rate people dumb. Uh, and they had Derwin James not rated good enough. I don't even know what his rating was. Like I said, who cares? Uh, but he was he was not rated high enough. And Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah said, basically, if all the GMs in the NFL were having an open draft of every player, Derwin James would absolutely be the first safety off the board. 
And to me, that's I agree 100%. Derwin James, uh, he he plays all over the field. He excels at strong safety, free safety, cornerback, linebacker, edge rusher. And, and he, you can just put him wherever you want him. Basically, if you have an injury at a certain position, just put Derwin James there and have him play there. And he's he's the reason why a guy like Isaiah Simmons this year in the draft went so high in the draft. It's because people see a guy like Derwin James who can play all over the field and cover anybody and play tremendous run defense and be a complete uh, playmaker. He's a guy like Jamal Adams, too, in the sense where he just blows up plays and he can just change the game uh, in a matter of seconds. And so to me, that's why Derwin James is my number one safety in the 2020 NFL season. And Joe... You've been pretty quiet during the top five. I, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Right. Give me your top five indie indie bands. Top five band, indie bands? Indie bands or music or artists. Just artists. Indie bands or or artists oh, no, or people no, that no. people that uh, nobody's listening to, but that, that you listen to. I'm going to put you on the spot. Music is your forte, so if you don't come through, Joe, you're going right. to be it's going to be pretty disappointing. I got a couple. Um, so five. Who's five? I don't know what the definition of indie is. Indie. Well, just, just like. I don't know. I, to me, anything that you say basically will be indie because I don't. Um, I won't know them. So actually, a couple, a couple artists. You know, uh, uh, The Office. Yes. The show, The Office. Yeah. Creed. Creed. In real life, his name is actually Creed as well. Yeah, Creed. His yeah. name is Creed Bratton. That's phenomenal. And he makes music. No way. Yeah. And it's good. And it's it, it is good. <laughs> really? Is quite, I knew that he made music too. And quite interesting. Good. You're um, you actually what is it called? Like what is this? Uh, is he well, just he, had, he put out an album in 2020 called Slightly Altered. Wow. And it's 10 songs long, in 38 minutes. The first <laughs> the first song is called Moe's Was a Runner. I don't know if that's whatever thing to the office. But that's hilarious. It's it's good and it's actually what kind hard. of like what kind of vibe is it is it going? It for? says rock, but it's it is. Is it weird? Yeah, it is. It's, it's kind of weird. I haven't listened to the whole album yet, but love it's that. good. I I actually love quite it. like it. Uh, I guess not, this is not in order. Okay, this is not in order. Yeah, well, I did just kind of putting you on the spot. So, <clears throat> well, and then uh, I guess another. Uh, Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike. I for some reason that was a name that was in my head that I yep. knew you'd say. Dominic Fike. Dominic he Fike. released an album yesterday. Wow. Called uh, "What Could Possibly Go Wrong." What could possibly go wrong? So make sure you go and check good. Dominic Fike. Good, very good album. Okay, that's two. Um, O seven O Shake. Whoa. O seven O Shake. O seven O Shake. Are these zeros? Zero, seven, zero. Are they O's? Yeah, zero seven zero Shake. Oh. Okay. Is a, an artist I've been listening to a lot uh, wow. recently. She is very. It's good. a she. It's a she. Yeah. It's a, it's oh wow. A, what kind of what kind of music is that? Um, I guess her earlier stuff was more like hip hop, rap, but now she's been making like alternative music. Ooh. And it's like that could mean it, that could mean anything. Yeah, alternative, but kind of alternative hip hop ish. Mm. Very good. That's three, right? But yeah, that's three. Um, that's super cool. Uh, also. Uh, He's just oh. furious, furiously going through his phone right now, <laughs> trying to find people that he likes um tom misch 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 yeah how is that spelled m-i-s-c-h so i don't know miss misch miss also dropped an album in 2020 called what kind of music what kind of music super what kind of music does he make uh it's alternative it's like jazzy jazz kind of not really jazzy but he he plays like jazz guitar that's also very good there you go there's four you need one more yeah Make sure you make it a good one. Christian leave. Christian leave. Christian leave. Leave. Yes. Like he's leaving. Yep. 
Mm. Kirsten Leaf. Kirsten Leaf. Um, released a song recently, I think. Uh, a pop song. Mm. Uh, I'd love called, it if we could play songs of them yeah, while we're doing this, but not allowed to. It's called Adult. Adult. Leaf. It's called Adult. A song or an album? It's sorry. a song. Okay. Yeah, it's a okay. single. It's good. Yeah, so it's my top. All five right, we'll rate them. Not one. in any order. Nope. Now you have to order them. Okie dokie. Top five. Here we go. Order them from five. Start off five and go down to. I don't even know if you remember all the five that you said. I'm okay, sure you do. Christian Leave would be at a five. Christian Leave five. Um, Creed Bratton. That's Cre- four. Ooh, Creed Bratton comes in at four. That's pretty good. He's a young, up and coming artist. Oh, not last young. Three are very hard. Ooh. Um. Pressure's on here. Then I think it would have. After that, then it would be Tom, Tom Misk. Tom Misk. And yeah. then. Joe's actually having panic attack right now. Uh, and then, and then Dominic Fike. And I think my number one Dominic would be 07 Shake. Wow. Yeah. Female empowerment coming very, in at number one. Very good. Music. That's very good of you and to do she, that. I released an album. I think it was this year as well. Um, yeah. Called uh, Modus Vivendi. Modus of- Vivendi. Which basically it just means mm. um, the way of life. The mode of life is it, is it like a, a thing that has like if you're an indie artist or a band you have to have just the weirdest names for everything yeah is that like a weird is it like a, a normal thing yeah it's like kind of quirky yeah know? a little quirky you know it's yeah. like oh i listen to freaking weasel hammocks you know <laughs> you know and, but uh yeah so make sure you go ahead and listen to these people quickly say them back one more time joe say them back yeah say them back what are their names uh, nah, I'm not gonna be in order now. Creed Bratton. Creed Bratton. Uh, Tom Misk. Tom Misk. Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike. O seven O Shake. O seven O Shake. And Christian Leave. Christian Leave. Very so good. So make sure yeah. you go out and listen to these artists. And if you don't like them, it's on Joe. It's not on me. My bad. But <laughs> if you're gonna listen to say Taylor Swift's new album, don't listen to this I actually one. Actually, don't mind it. Okay, well. I know we talked about that on the last episode, and I'm sorry, but Joel showed me some songs. There's a song with Bonnie Vare. Okay. And it's good. Another I'm person sorry. that you like. Okay, well, actually, I haven't actually listened to it. I just have, a, sort of like Minka Fitzpatrick, I have a personal vendetta against Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't really like her. I understand. As, 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 as an overall entity. But, you know, good for her if she's making music that people likes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's good. great. But anyways, I guess I, I'll, I'll wrap up the show. We kind of got stuff to do the rest of this weekend but uh thank you guys again so much for listening hope you enjoyed the show uh if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us make sure you leave a rating make sure you subscribe so you get automatic downloads every single time that we upload a podcast and if you are uh in the mood please follow us on social media uh, at underscore average joe show uh you can follow my personal one too at underscore joe fair underscore uh, super great name. Also, Joe, uh, if you want to follow you on social media, Joe, Joe, this is, this is just at, I don't know. This is something you got to do. If you're going to be on a podcast, my friend, Joe underscore Tyson, Joe underscore at Joe underscore Tyson, T H I E S S E N Joseph Tyson. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you.